With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, it's the biggest story in all our lifetimes, one of the biggest stories in the history of mankind, and the media lied to you for one reason and one reason only. They had to stop the evil orange man. We will talk about that today and more on John Cena, the worst, the biggest groveler in the history of mankind. Poor John Cena, my, my newest follow on Twitter, by the way. Uh, uh, Kyrie Irving's coming back to Boston, and he's lying about Boston fans. Why won't Boston team owners, why won't the Boston media defend the fans? Why do they take the side of an a-hole like Kyrie Irving? We will ask that question once again. Brady and Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson versus Aaron Rodgers and uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Would you rather watch that or the NBA Finals? We shall see. And I will ask um, the question, the big question of the day of DeCullinane and Turtle Boy, who have uh, opposing views on this. Should I get vaccinated? Is it easier to just get vaccinated or is it easier to lie to everybody at airports and restaurants when they ask uh, We'll get into all that and a lot more on today's Callahan Podcast brought to you by DCU. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, and no strings attached. What better as it would direct deposit to their free checking accounts? DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposit and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking. Insured by NCUA, membership required. All right, Colin, let's go. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, Turtle Boy is here. Cullinane is here. He's home. His daughter's birthday. She's uh, for happy birthday to Riley, and it's about Thank time. You. About time, Riley, you get vaccinated. Let's not mess <laughs> around any longer. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you two guys are here because I have a dilemma, and th- this is perfect because, because uh, Dave wears a mask in the shower and you know hid in his house for like a year because he was so afraid of the scary virus. He knocked 
uh, I love you heard about this turtle boy. It was in the, it was in all the papers. He knocked an 83 year old woman out of the way and onto the ground to get ahead of her in the line for vaccinations at CVS. Uh, it was, a, it was uh, a gif. It was going around. Anyway, why, why do I take the brunt of that heat when Shattuck literally did that? He literally cut the yeah, line and Shattuck, pulled that off. But Shattuck has a, a little bit of a, you know, a weight problem. So oh, those people, he is vulnerable. those no. people what? are allowed to the front of the line. Those, those large, rather large people and turtle boy, he'll never get vaccinated. He would rather die of the virus. I'll prove get, a point. Yes. <laughs> to make, to make his point. He goes out and breathes on people, you know, and at, at, at nursing homes because he won't wear a mask. He I'll, take a, I'll take a selfie in hospice. Just a point. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I'm, t- no, I'm telling both of you. Gonna, there's going to be three people left in America without the vaccine. It's going to be Turtle Boy, Aubrey Huff, and Lenny Dykstra. They're going to be the <laughs> only ones. The only what ones are you left. seeing? What are you seeing, Turtle Boy, in your area specifically? Because Jerry's in the city, so the volume of people he's seeing is obviously higher. I am still seeing people go for walks with masks on where I live oh, in Walsall, Massachusetts. I'm seeing people drive with them on still. Yeah, I, I tried to take amazing. another picture yesterday. I was on the river and they, the, the uh, boat crews, you know, the rowing crews from the colleges and the yes. skulls, uh, they they have them on still. And it, and I, I feel bad. They're, it's not their choice, obviously. They're forced to wear 20-year-old kids out rowing on a river. I tweeted out one picture of them like a week ago. And you see a lot of kids out there biking, you know, running, whatever. And I, I think they do it because... They feel like the colleges, if they get caught, the colleges will like destroy their lives. I mean, we've seen it with UMass. They'll take away their degrees. They'll kick them out of the dorm. So kids are, college kids are conditioned to just follow the, the rule, even though the rule is absurd. Jerry, uh, I, have a, but- I have a sibling who's in uh, getting his, master, or his MBA at an unnamed college in Boston right now. He went to a COVID, they went to like a gathering last December. He got COVID. He couldn't come home for Christmas because he had COVID. And they're punishing him and every single person who went to the party by making them write a 24-page paper. Explain like it's I've seen the uh, what they do. It's complete bullshit. He got sick. Like you're explaining a bad explaining person. Why he wasn't wearing a mask? Or what's yeah, the what was I don't the know sin? about the origins of COVID. About <laughs> getting together with a group like that Look, and like you're somehow you in this country. If you get sick, you're a bad person. I got some advice for your sibling. Uh, if he has to write about the origins of uh, COVID, make sure he blames it on a bat or a pangolin. Yeah. Uh, you can't you can't blame it on a lab in China because that would be racist, and it would also be uh, affirming uh, Trump's uh, allegation. And it is to me is if you're if you're like a media analyst. This story, if you were impartial, if you were you know like our guy Bobby Burak at Outkick, there's not many. Uh, uh, media analysts who aren't woke, but if you were being fair, being objective, it would be the biggest story you've ever covered. It's bizarre um, when you think about it. The 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 the, the COVID the coronavirus, the the pandemic, is the biggest story in all our lifetimes. It's one of the biggest story in the history, biggest stories in the history of mankind. Literally, yeah, it is. <laughs> the virus went around the world, killed three and a half million people destroyed economies, destroyed whole countries. I mean, caused civil unrest. I mean, it's just the biggest story anybody has ever covered. And the media can't cover it honestly because Trump. That's it. I mean, it's it's so bizarre when you think about it. 
that they and there's montages. I tweeted one out by the, the Tom, the guy Tom Elliott, who's great at putting together the supercuts, just the the montages. With investigating one of Trump world's most favorite conspiracy theories. This week, Donald Trump is still pushing the debunked bunkum, despite his own intelligence community's findings that that is simply not true. And there is simply no reason to believe that that, that is the case. There is no empirical evidence to verify that. Coming up with a conspiracy theory to try and foment xenophobia. But you'll see and hear people in the media, mainly, you know, CBS, NBC, uh, CNN, MSNBC, literally Washington Post, New York Times, dismissing the theory, the more plausible theory that it was uh, created in a virus and it escaped and it made some uh, uh, laboratory workers sick to start. And then it went around the world had nothing to do with a pangolin, had nothing to do with an animal, which is an absurd, or, or should I say, a much less plausible explanation. And yet the media, and I'm talking prominent people, would 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 dismiss the idea of it being created in a lab uh, out of hand because Trump. That's all, just because Trump had to be stopped. That was the only reason that they wouldn't cover, honestly cover, the origins of a virus which happens to be the biggest story in all our lives. It's the same reason they don't want the public schools to open because Trump wanted them open. They will do right. whatever the opposite of Trump, what he wants, period. And, and by the way, and, and, we, and we talk about this all the time because it obviously impacts Turtle Boy a lot, is social media sites banned and kicked off so many people for even acknowledging the idea of that. And then last night, they changed their policy. Now you are allowed to do so. So they <laughs> yeah. turned the- well, QAnon, QAnon. Yeah. That's right. And we got the QAnon alerts on Facebook. We had those. You yep. literally had people, doctors, scientists discussing it escaping from a lab and being banned by Facebook or YouTube. You can't do that, even though it looks like they're right. But that's beside the point. It was it was a genuine you know, uh, intellectual discussion. Do you think it came from a lab? And they would take that down because... People at YouTube, people at Facebook and, 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 and Twitter are such – they're not just ideologues. I mean, they're fanatics. They are absolute uh, extremists. So anything that they saw that might in any way help Trump had to go. I mean, black – if you said the sky is blue and black is white and white is black, it, it didn't matter. They just judged it on one, one criteria is does it help the evil orange man? And if it did – they would ban it, they would uh, suspend it, whatever. That is going to be one bizarre chapter in human history when we look back and say, well, yeah, this guy said it came from a lab or that. Remember the doctor Tucker had on, the woman who literally yeah. worked there in China and came on, told the story, perfectly plausible. They didn't banned. like her. They didn't like Just her. Banned. I mean, she wasn't allowed to speak because she was telling the truth, but it was a truth that helped their enemy which was well, the scary, you, you mentioned history jerry who writes history michael beschlos writes history <laughs> people like you're forgetting who writes history the same people who write the news if you think his if you think the news is fake wait till you read about history that's a good point that's a good point not michael beschlos and my favorite john beat meacham john meacham writes speeches for joe biden consider this is the kind of guy that's going to be writing history books that people are going to be reading in school he wrote speeches for candidate Biden and then went on MSNBC as an, as a neutral analyst and said, how <laughs> wonderful, said how wonderful those speeches are. I'm so disappointed. I used to be a, a fan of Tim McGraw. 
Tim McGraw is is teamed up with John Meacham and they're writing a book together. Maybe they already did. I don't know. I can't stand the thought of Tim McGraw. This, you know, uh, used to be kind of a badass country star and he's and he's in bed with John Meacham, one of the biggest frauds and liars out there. But you're right. He writes the history books and kids in, you know, three or four generations are going to be reading and they're going to be saying, wow, the virus started because someone ate a bat. Yeah, or you know, it's all Trump's fault. That's how it's going to go down in history. Is this is all Trump's fault because they get to write history. And it's and it is bizarre. And we did this yesterday. I want to get to John Cena, but first, the reason I'm glad to have you two uh, guys on opposite sides of this is because I have a dilemma today. My wife made an appointment for me to get uh, vaccinated. I'm not vaccinated. I've, I again, I wanted to wait till you know vulnerable people, all the old people. Unlike Dave, I wasn't cutting in line. <laughs> And, and I still don't really feel compelled to do it. I feel like the, the virus is uh, disappearing from our lives. Everyone's getting back to normal. Um, but she's got a very practical reason. If we can't do things, what if we can't do things? What if we can't travel? What if you can't go to a restaurant? I said this the other day. What if I'm not allowed to play golf? Because some golf courses, you have to be vaccinated. <laughs> That's, then you do it. I'm looking at it strictly, you know, on uh, practical in uh, in a practical way. You are such a sellout. Well, I think WWE just announced they're coming back to the garden, and I think you have to be fully vaccinated. Oh, geez, to get in, Jerry, you need to. Yeah. How hard? How hard is it to get a fake vaccination card? I don't know. We, we about, there has to be a market for it already. There are you going to do that? That's a, hey, by the way, that's a good merch oh. idea before I leave. Maybe a t-shirt Wait, with a fake vaccination like a logo card. on there. With yeah, the, that's a good idea. But tell I me mean, this. How going to be? What, you, know what's, you know what's easier than getting a fake vaccination card? Turtle what? Getting a shot in your arm. <laughs> sure. I mean, I, you, see, you're big, you've become an ideologue, a fanatic from the other side, which I respect because you're outnumbered. And people look at you like you're insane. But you know what I don't like to do, believe it or not? I don't like lying. I'm not like Cullinane. It doesn't come easy to me to just lie. And if you get asked by everybody, say you're coming into whatever restaurant or a wedding or something, or go to a golf course, and they say, are you vaccinated? You, the plan for you is to just say yes. It's not a lie, Jerry. You don't, you don't, you haven't studied the teachings of the church. It's technically not a sin if you're, if you're lying for virtuous purposes. Oh, really? <laughs> That's I what knew, I should have told Dershowitz. I knew you would have some juicy oh, rationalization. Yeah, yeah. So if someone asks you before you come into something, again, if it's a golf tournament, yeah. if it's, if it's a function, a party, a retirement party for somebody, and they say you can only come if you're vaccinated, you're just going to lie. That's well, the plan. Not, yeah, I mean, it's not really lying. It's like they have no right to ask you, so it's your duty to tell the opposite of what they. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just you know what job. you're I, you're starting to convince me. I don't have to do this. It's just uh, she made an appointment, said she's going to go, and I could go. Uh, and and I'm like, I don't feel like really any pressure to do it. I don't feel compelled to get but this done. It is a serious question though. How do you prove you're vaccinated? Like, what does it look like when you, when you have to go, you got to go to UMass, you have to be vaccinated, right? Does your doctor send a note? How do you prove it? I assume it's a little card, a little piece of paper. Oh my God. Yeah. Bad. My, my wife no lost it on me when I thought I lost the card to the COVID oh, right. thing from CVS. Jeez. Yeah. She you, lost it you, on me. You, I thought, do you lose everything? I mean, um, just, I, I mean, found you, it though. I found that one. Oh, I knew found I didn't that. Lose my pass yeah, yeah. to the legacy club. Yeah, I still, I'll, I'll, I'll hold that one. I'll, I'll keep going on that, but go on. <sighs> uh, yeah. Maybe everybody's before, calling you. Everyone's calling you sell out Callahan in the comments right now. 
That, well, I haven't uh, sold out yet. I'm just considering selling out. That's all. Okay. And, I, and I'm dead serious. I don't, I don't lie that easily. I don't like it. If it's someone I know or friend and they say, you got to be vaccinated to come to this, whatever, this dinner. Do I just lie to him or her? Do I just lie to someone like in my family? I mean, that's just all. Just get that's the whole. stupid shot. It's not worth the hassle anymore. It's not if even worth it. On a practical, on a practical yeah. level, turtle boy, what's the big deal? I, I, I can handle needles. I just had a, a bunch of shots for a pinched nerve, like in, in you know, get like cortisone shots, and I don't have a big problem with it. I can do oh, it. it doesn't how long does the shot last? I don't know. Who I don't even care. I just want to go. You have to get another one play golf. Do you have to get another one next year? Um, the I'll. Well, that, well, does that mean my card expires next yeah, year? Yeah, I don't think. I don't, I don't think don't, we know. I don't think we know about next year yet. I don't think that's confirmed yet. So I we don't know. I think. I mean, the flu shot you got to get every year, right? It doesn't last forever. It's not like the polio shot. True, true. True. But but what if it goes away? What if the the virus goes away? Do you still have to do it? If it if we reach herd immunity. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a, who cares? I just want if I'm, you know, invited to play in a golf tournament, and they tell me you have to be vaccinated. I don't want to, you know, I I don't want to stand there and say yeah, but you know, it, you know, it's all BS, and you know, I don't want to turn into to Turtle Boy and fight him on. I just want to, you know, I just want to live my life, Turtle Boy. You know what I mean? I guess I know what you mean, but you know, sometimes you got to, a man has to take a stand, Jerry. And this is <laughs> yeah, they, all you have to do, like all Jerry Callian, this man of principle. It was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And then they dangle the carrot that says golf on it in front of him. Well, at least he has, at least he has, at least he's being potentially offered to go do something with people. You're not, you don't have that worry. Nobody wants to play golf with you. Nobody wants to interact with no, you in general. He's got, you know, no, he's got, and I don't want to hang things, out with them. You got, like things, you got family things. You got things with your kids. What if you can't go to something, the school play to see your, your kid? That, that'll see. never happen. You just then you just lie and you say my <laughs> biggest obstacle is the wife. That's it. Like I just have to convince her it's okay to lie, which is a lot harder than you. <laughs> that, you know what? I'm I'm in the same sp <laughs> I'm in the same <laughs> position. Is I don't want to lie. You know, and my and in front of my family, I don't want my kids and wife watching me lie. I that I don't like the idea of that. Just to, so I can, you know, whatever, go to a party. Yeah, I'm not vaccinated. When it's easier to me to get vaccinated. I mean, obviously, Conan doesn't make a good case for it because he doesn't even know why he did it. It's just to fend off the wolves. That's I have it. asthma, and, it, and COVID really attacks the lungs no, in a very, in a very, in a very aggressive way. Yeah, yeah. How right. is our private health information? anyone else's business it's a good question and uh, there's a lot of good questions we've gotten from the last year and a half in this whole panic i mean think of think of what we're, we're talking about today we're talking about among other things the the celtics playing the nets in boston on friday night they're allowed and well, what's the number again calling it six thousand or something six thousand fans if they were to play on saturday they could have you know, 18,000 fans. Well, so racist fans. <laughs> that's true. The racist fans. But so some arbitrary rule by a, a governor who loves coming up with arbitrary rules and no logic behind it, no science behind it. He just makes up this rule and many people, not all just accept it. They say, okay, uh, we can only have six. I mean, the Celtics accept it. They should, and I understand why they're not, but if they were, being honest, the Celtics owners would stand before the cameras and say, this is absolute nonsense. I mean, why, why can't we bang the playoffs place out? We want to make money first of all, but you also want a, a real home court advantage. 
You, some teams can sell out and fill the place and others can't. There's no science, zero science behind it. And I realize we've discussed this for a year and a half now and the insanity of these, these wild overreactions and lockdowns by blue state tyrants, by liberal governors like Charlie Baker. And people just, most people just accept it. It's still going on tomorrow night. There'll be a small crowd at the garden for the last game for the Celtics, the last game, an elimination game, right? They're done. Yep. Uh, well, to, wait, it's only a three game series. You only have to win three. It's not no. four. When did they change this? Uh, well, no, actually, do I have that wrong? Do I have that a, wrong? No. First game in Boston is tonight. Second oh, game. Tonight. Is oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Seven game okay. series. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, sorry. not tonight. Friday night, right? Oh, it's Thursday. I always think it's Friday. Our last show. Yes. Tomorrow night. So 25% capacity, okay. game three, seven-game series. So, so, No, you're right. So the, diff, the the first game is 25% capacity. Yes. And then the next game, essentially it's an elimination game. Yeah. That was always my theory, that a best-of-seven series, if you win the first three, you, it ends. You, you could win it in three. Well, if, it's over anyway. But because yeah. there's no, no one even watches the fourth game. It's not well, even tell, worth Tell that to the Bruins and the Red Sox, Jerry. Okay, it's you know you can talk about miracles that happen once in a lifetime, but it saved a lot of people a lot of trouble if you just ended it in three, and it'd make a real boring you know uh, game yeah. much more interesting. They're not so, coming back on this team. Let's put it that way. No, they're not. But anyway, Friday night six thousand twenty five percent. Oh yeah, whatever it is five thousand, and then the next game full house uh, or near full house. For no reason whatsoever, just made up arbitrarily by a governor that has no science and no logic behind it, and people just accept it. I realize, Turtle Boy, you don't because you're a rebel, but you're an outlier. Most people just say, oh, that's too bad. We can't sell a place. So just put your mask on and shut up and go to the game. And then the next game, you know, 18,000 people will go, and no one will ask, What's the difference? What's the difference on fr- from Friday to Sunday? What's the difference? I told there you that was the que- like that was literally the question that everybody was asking at a cookout over the weekend. Family members saying, "Why can you know twenty five percent of people on Friday night go and one hundred percent go on Sunday?" Do you think like like ABC right? Isn't it a better television experience to have a full crowd to watch yeah, the game? Wouldn't they be lobbying to be like a forty eight hour difference? Are you kidding me? At this point, with what 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 Kyrie Irving did, this the whole story. The game is not important. We know the Nets are going to win win easily, but the dynamic with the crowd and Kyrie Irving, and by the way, as we predicted yesterday, the media just falls in line. And I was just reading a uh, Yahoo story, and they're talking about all the racist incidents, including the ones with Aaron Aaron uh, Jones and 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 Tory Hunter, totally one hundred percent made up. And they somehow just have to make the accusation, and magically it becomes real. They have a, the CC Sabathia quote, Bill right. Russell in the seventies. No, the no, Bill script. Russell was in the fifties. Fifties. Is that when he had his home broken into the? 50s? Yes. Yes. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah, that was 60, 70 years ago. Whatever that is. Well, you know what? I'm. You know what's weird, Jerry? Why aren't any Celtics players defending their fans? We defend what? you. Like you're like this Kyrie Irving, the biggest douchebag in the NBA. Call and who screwed over you guys didn't play his heart out. You know what I mean? He sucks. Exactly. He didn't want to play you. And he he's calling your fans, the people that cheer for you, racist. Why haven't we heard from Jason Tatum or Brad Stevens to say, no, 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 no. The Boston fans are not he, racist. He, Why aren't they standing up for us, Jerry? It's it's a great question, Terrell, but ask, I've been asking it for years. And, I, you know, at times I wasn't allowed to ask it. I mean, seriously, we used to say that on the air. We're just asking. 
when someone like Tory Hunter makes up a lie about Red Sox fans, why don't the Red Sox owners, Red Sox management defend their own fans? They're lying about your paying customers. It's a, it's it's ba it's frustrating. It's baffling. Why? And the, it, even worse, Turtle Boy, they don't just not defend the fans. They take the side of the opposing player who's lying about their fans. The Red Sox owners are, there's no owners in, in sports who are less loyal to their fans, less supportive of their own fans. That's why it, it amazes me that anyone still roots for them. I mean, we know Adam Jones made that up. We know Tory Hunter made that up. They know, you know, John Henry knows, Sam Kennedy knows, and yet they still won't defend their own fans. Brad Stevens gave some, you know, just cowardly statement on this. Oh, we know sometimes it happens in this. He knows Kyrie Irving. He knows Kyrie Irving's, as you, as you just you know, described perfectly, the biggest douchebag in the league. We know he quit on the Celtics. We know he kicked it, forced his way out of here and screwed over Stevens and everybody. And yet they will not stand up and say, that's BS, that he's making that up. He's setting this up because he knows the fans are going to go after him. And he he, it, it, that's all this is. He knows he's, he's trying to defuse it. And he's trying to come up with he's it's the preemptive they call it they're they're racist. They're they're exactly. only they're not yelling at me because I screwed them over. I didn't play my well, or I didn't play hard when I went there. I was completely overrated. That's not why they're booing me. They're booing me because they're subtly racist. Subtly. And, and yeah, but the but the players the, the players agree with them. The players agree with them, whether we like it or not. Because remember, Our Marcus players? Smart, Marcus Smart defended. Remember, Demarcus Cousins came right. out and said he dealt with racism in Boston, and Marcus Smart said I've dealt with it in Boston and in other cities. So, I mean, my guess is Marcus Smart is you know he. There's a lot of other people that agree with him on that. On and, the and, team, and I've said guess. this. I've said this every time these stories come up. I sat courtside one time, and Kevin when Kevin Garnett was still here. And it's amazing. He he screams the N-word out a hundred times, literally 50, 60 times per game. He's screaming at his own teammates, screaming at the other team. He's just yelling the N-word out constantly. And and the big story is that maybe, you know, some fan used the N-word and, and maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Well, I know uh, at least one player used it all the time. I mean, all the time. And he was a very well-respected player. Maybe, you know, Marcus Smart or, or, or DeMarcus Cousins got confused. Maybe they, they were just listening to, to Kevin Garnett or other players who use it and do it freely. And no, there's no one ever says you can't do this. Stop doing that. Um, maybe a fan said something that they didn't like and they turn it into racism. That's what happened with That's Adam, Adam Jones. Jones. Got, people were heckling him and throwing peanuts at him. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to say they call me the N-word. Then right. that, and, that'll turn them on them. And you know what happens? The, the media of, of course, the Boston Globe, owned by the Red Sox, the paper that is owned by the team, takes the side of the accuser against the people who pay the, the, sure. pay the freight, the, against the paying customers. It's bizarre. And and the owner, the management, the managers, the players, nobody defends the, the fans, even though they know what Kyrie Irving is doing in this situation. They know it's it has just, nothing to sure. do with Bill Russell or nothing to do with, 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 with history of the city. They know what he's doing. He's trying to make a preemptive strike and kind of put them on their heels. They can only it's be just like with Monica Cannon Grant. It's the same thing with Hopkins did. She calls them racist and then they show up at her vigil because it's easier to just get in line and be like, yeah, I, I hate racism. than it is to actually do what you 
you, you and I do and say, where's the evidence? They don't like that. It's just easier to be like, yes, racism's bad. Especially if you're, you know, a, a, a super woke uh, organization like the Red Sox, with, which has the biggest Black Lives Matter banner in the, in the world. And, or, you know, like Henry or Pizzuti or Kennedy, just these woke limousine liberals who it gives them a chance to stamp their credentials and say, look at me. I, I care about racial injustice and systemic racism when they know, when they know uh, Tory Hunter, for example, is making it up. They know there's no uh, way what he said could have been true. And they know what Kyrie Irving's doing. They know exactly what he's doing. This, this lunatic a-hole who, you know, we, we, you know, we was here for long enough for us to know what a, what a, what a weirdo he is said, you know what, those people, I hate those, those fans. They hate me. I'll put them on their heels. I'll shut many of them up. We read the Shaughnessy column yesterday. Even Shaughnessy is saying, you know, be on your best behavior to rent Celtics fans. That's exactly what Kyrie Irving wanted to accomplish. He wanted them to say, I got to be careful. I was going to yell at him and scream at him and call him an asshole which is, was my theory with Adam Jones is someone just called him an asshole. Call, someone called him a dick. Exactly and, he, and, and all he did was say, I can turn that into an international incident. Say he used a racial term. The next day, what happened? Adam Jones got a standing ovation from the fans who were heckling him because they are so determined, you know, to, 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 to drown out whatever, you know, uh, alleged racist voices there were in the crowd, but that's that's more of a reason to not believe it because the people giving the standing ovation, if they heard somebody using the N word, they'd have pointed them out, you know, uh, kicked them right. out. That, that's the whole thing. Like that was not just an indictment on the alleged fan that was calling him the N word. That was an indictment on everybody who were around him. Exactly. Who stood there and did nothing for an entire game. That's what I mean. That goes back to the Michael Che lie, which again I pointed out, and people jump on me and say, "Oh yeah, you know, there's no such thing as racism, right?" Michael mm -hmm. Che said 35, 34 people yelled the N word at Fenway. Oh sure, sure. And, well, and, and he said it on national TV. He said, "Do you realize how racist the place has to be when?" 34 people yelled the n-word and no one did anything he would be right if that was true like, <laughs> exactly. that's, that's the thing you know and exactly. a commenter makes a good point let's not forget Kyrie irving literally thinks the earth is flat why <laughs> the hell is anybody listening to what he has to say about anything well he's like i always use the example of people athletes who their whole life people have been listening to every word they say with microphones and cameras and writing it down so they eventually start thinking they have profound thoughts. They start thinking they're smart. And I made the, uh, there's a whole lot of people like this. Roger Clemens would be the best example. He used to think because we listened to everything he said, you know, after he pitched that he was smart. And as you know, he was not, but Kyrie Irving's another example of that a guy who thinks he's smart because everyone listens to everything he says. They write it down. They record it. They put it on TV. So if you say the world is flat, what happens? Everybody says, Wow. So did you hear what Kyrie said? It was it's a really easy way for a dummy to sound like he's smart or profound or a deep thinker. You're right. He thinks <laughs> But that my point is like that should disqualify his opinion on anything. It's like I mean nobody nobody thinks the earth is flat. Like no even liberals don't even think no. that. They know they believe no. in science. They follow the I science. mean, I mean, they think the virus came from a pangolin, but you know, they don't yes. think the world is flat. But we will see tomorrow night and the next game, game four, when there's a big crowd because the scary virus is gone by then. 
Um, we will see how the crowd reacts, but I have a feeling that he did sty you know, stifle them to some extent. Yeah. People are going to, there's going to be people who cheer for him just to prove that they don't have any, you know, animosity towards this outspoken black player. I mean, no, I want them, I want them to throw popcorn at him. Did you see LeBron's tweet last night? Protect yeah, our players because Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook had a little popcorn thrown at him. <laughs> and, and I watched the video. What, I mean, you can hard, hardly see the popcorn. He wanted to go fight the guy. They caught the guy, right? It was on video. Yep. So, I mean, I felt like saying Protect our players. Uh, did you forget the malice in the palace? Is that right. <laughs> what picture Ron Artest ever being like, protect me. Now, Ron Artest would have went in the stands and kicked the shit out of you as he should. <laughs> protect. I, I always defend players rights to go in the, the crowd and hit <laughs> Mike Wilber would beat you with a shoe. But I remember in the seventies, Chris Chambliss for the, uh, the Yankees and the Yankees Red Sox was wild fights in the stands. I mean, it was wild back then. Even, you know, it's, it's still a little tense, but it was crazy back then. Chambliss got a dart thrown into his leg <laughs> while he was like on third, I believe, or first, maybe. He was standing there, boom, someone threw a dart and hit him. In the leg. It's a good shot right there. Now that's. Is it a trank? <laughs> that's uh, a fan who's a little uh, out of control but they're gonna yeah. get now nowadays they catch them and they they kick them out and they ban them i mean that's what they'll do with the popcorn guy i'm not sure what you accomplish by throwing popcorn i don't think that hurts no, it's, it's, Even, it's, just, it's so degrading to have popcorn like, thrown at you that i think i guess it's you're more, right it's degrading yeah. but it's not gonna hurt not gonna do any damage you gotta protect the players though <laughs> well, it's all you have it's all you have you're angry you're like i gotta I got throw something yeah, you don't want to throw beer, even though it'll do more damage. You don't that's want to. That's expensive. Yeah, 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 that's a waste um, of money. But, oh, but, wait, so you, um, do, you, do you know the Bruins? The, they're, they're playing the Islanders. The Islanders, we, we avoided the Penguins. So they're going to have a game coming up, too, at home. Is that yes. going to be sold out? Full capacity. Well, full capacity. the 29th. It, yes. When's their first home game? The Bruins? Yeah, I, don't think, I don't think they've announced the schedule yet. So I'm assuming early next week. See, there's Saturday or Monday, I believe. But whatever. They, well, game as long as it's full. 29th is Saturday, you're allowed to have – a uh, uh, big crowd. That's going to be exciting. Near yeah. capacity. First not, game, in not total, but near capacity. That'll be wild. Oh, it won't be total. The I don't know. We tried to we tried to get an answer this the other day. It'll be close to total. So you get a real crowd. They have to wear masks, which is silly. But anyway, <laughs> I, I mean, you see, like the coaches, coaches are still wearing masks. The players aren't. I want. I just watched a video of Tebow going to practice in in Jacksonville, and the players are all walking out with their helmets and their you know. And he's wearing a mask. None of the other players is just Tebow. <laughs> I know he's a he's a strange guy. Good citizen. Good citizen. I mean, it's just you just we've reached the point where you can wear a you can wear a mask the rest of your life. Obviously, it's your choice, but you look silly. You look silly when you're riding a bike or you know walking your dog outside. Winds blowing, sun, and you're wearing a mask. You look like an idiot. Okay, I wear it. I wear it when I'm mowing the lawn. The real reason for these masks, you know, the pollen has been very bad lately, so it's protecting me. Right. That's why. Uh, I, that's why. Uh, that's why so I'm wearing. Wear if you see me, if you see me with a mask around Walpole, it's because I'm clearly mowing my lawn. So it's because it's for health reasons. I, I'm telling you, Turtle Boy's winning this debate on whether I should give in and get vaccinated. So Hold I you. can. So I can. What if they don't let you go on a plane? I visit my daughter in D.C. I'm, you know, uh, I want to go. ID. Back. Fake ID. How hard could it be? You I know? don't know. You tell me. Do you, are you going to get a fake vaccine vaccine card? Yeah. You, you, I guarantee <laughs> there's a market. I guarantee there is a market for it right now. If how hard could it be? It's not like it comes with like a barcode or anything or like. I, I, I don't know. Dave, what does your vaccine card look like? 
Uh, it's just it, it just says the dates of both times I got my shots. It's it's very basic. We can we can definitely we can definitely make no we can definitely make fake ones. No, yeah, we can make a lot of money here. It's totally a good business. You, yeah. Do you have did you have a fake ID when you were younger, Turtle Boy? Yeah, it, it yeah. got taken at Fenway the first time I tried uh-huh. to use it. it. Didn't work very well. But this seems this doesn't even require a picture. They can't. It's like you just. Print something. What up. if you go to the airport? I'm gonna trip plan. I'm going down to see my daughter with my wife, and they look at it and they say, "No, this is not legit." You know, you know, you could tell, and and I get like arrested. How can they tell? I, isn't it easier to just get a shot in the arm? No, it's easier to print out a piece of paper and write some doctor's <laughs> signature on it. That's what's easier to do. <laughs> uh, I I do feel like a I do feel like a sellout, but I'm I also feel like a a guy who doesn't want to be bothered with the you know the people who are going to be uh, you know making these rules. You know, you've seen enough over the last year and a half. You know they're going to come up with a, a way to keep you Neanderthals. You are I, such I, a Tory. You are such a Tory. <laughs> you would have drank in the tea, wouldn't you? You would have drank the British you know, tea. My, you know, officer, my neighbor has a little uh, Jewish girl up in the attic. I, I'm pretty sure I oh, saw I her. Bet. I bet. I bet you do that. I, you wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? You would. You sell out. Uh, well, will, will we get banned for, for will we get banned from YouTube to, for saying the vaccine has like a tracking device in it? So now you're just going to eventually oh, it's just going to turn out you're going to go somewhere and you're fu- and you're fucked. So I say you just get it, you know? Yeah, maybe I want to visit someone in the nur- in a nursing home or an assisted living facility. What happens then? I can't go in because, or I, I have to get a fake vaccine card. Yes, get a fake. They're available in the Turtle Boy store. Go here's what one. they're doing to us, Turtle Boy. They're making us all liars. That's what they're doing. They're making us liars. We're all going to lie about our status. But uh, before we move, I mean, all right, we're, t- tomorrow night at the Garden Celtics, which are putting up a pathetic effort are going to get no help from their small crowd because of what Irving did. And I hate to give him credit, but he put them on their heels. He lied, obviously. He, he admitted at first that he's never actually uh, uh, experienced racism. And then he said, uh, everyone knows about it, everyone. And one of his teammates said, oh, yeah, the whole world knows about that place. I mean, that place, every night there's an incident somewhere else. I mean, what about uh, – uh, Philadelphia, where they threw popcorn at Westbrook. I mean, isn't that shouldn't players be be bitching about that? There was an I incident mean, at a Blackhawks game a few years ago. Uh, it, it, it does feel though. It does feel though that we only really hear about Boston in these stories, does it not? Like, but there's a reason. There's a reason for it. It works. What Irving did was lie about Boston, and but he accomplished his goal. He's kind of like Turtle Boy. He lied, and he and he and and he won. He won. Now. Friday night, the crowd will be quieter. They'll be kinder and gentler to uh, to Irving. They won't dare, you know, cross the line, even if it means calling him an a-hole or a piece of garbage. They won't do that because they know that if, if that it could be uh, translated as as racist, and they don't want to do that. that. That's that's the problem here. Nobody, and Turtle Boy said it. Nobody will defend. The fans. Nobody will defend the crowd, even though the player, once again, we believe is lying, is making this up. And we know why. Nothing's more maddening. You know what I mean, Turtle Boy, when they say, why would he lie? Again, Adam Jones got a standing ovation (laughs) the next day. Irving is going to win the game, game uh, three, Friday night, and the crowd is going to be docile. Uh, relatively speaking, I mean, they'll do their best to you know cheer and be positive, but they're not going to really go after him. Do you think it's kind of brilliant when you think about it? Like, don't you? Like, he's like he doesn't want to get booed. It's going to hurt his feelings, so he's going to do the preemptive. You might be racist if you boo right. me. 
and yeah, going if, to if work. You, <laughs> if you really go at me, if you really yell aloud and get mean, if you're really mean, yep. you're racist. He, and got, he took a microphone and he told the most loyal Celtics fans yep. in a private event that he was re-signing with the team. And yep. then he did not re-sign with the team. And along the way, did more asshole-like actions. There is a reason he will get absolutely bombarded with hate, not racism, with hate. And, and real hate. I'm, I'm, telling, I'm telling you, Turtle Boy's right though. They, you can interpret it any way you want. And for him, if you re- if you got on him and you called him an asshole or a piece of garbage to his face, that's racist to him, racist, right? Yeah. You wouldn't say that to a white person. <laughs> no, you'd never say that to you know Bill well, Lambeer. Yeah, you wouldn't would say you? that to Joe Klein. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, before uh, before Turtle Boy has to go make his fake uh, vaccine card, uh, the. Uh, we talked earlier about how this is the biggest story of our lifetimes. And there's a lot of, you know, first, uh, a lot of superlatives to come out of this last year and a half, including the biggest coward in, in, in the, in the whole COVID, the history of COVID has to be John Cena. Does it not? I mean, biggest sellout, biggest sellout, biggest, I mean, it's, and and I'm looking at LeBron Cena. It's, but I said it's worse than LeBron. It's worse than LeBron. LeBron, well, mm-hmm. it's better in one regard. Cena doesn't dump on America, but LeBron didn't do when LeBron kisses China's ass. He doesn't do it in Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> that was a new low, and it's embarrassing. And I'm looking at the uh, the friggin' Huffington Post here, and they got a st- and they got a story, and they're just killing him. And all these liberal, Chris Murphy, you know, senator from uh, from. Um, Connecticut, total liberal pinhead, killing John Cena. Said it's outrageous and you know over the top and all this. I'm look. Keith Olbermann calls him a such. He writes such gutlessness from John Cena. Amazing. John Cena has united the right and the left, Jerry. Yes, and I mean I watched it again last night, and it's remarkable. Not only is it Mandarin, and he's is is he putting his heart and soul into it, but he doesn't mention. What he did, he said he made a mistake. We know what his mistake is. He called Taiwan a country. Uh, two things: it is a country, and he did it, and he mentioned it in passing with no malice and no intent. He just said Taiwan's the first country is going to see the movie. And when he made the Mia culpa in Mandarin, he uh, wouldn't mention what he did. He doesn't mention the mistake he made. He doesn't mention uh, that. That he said Taiwan's a country and upset the people in China. So we wouldn't even go there. He wouldn't even say what he did wrong, which is remarkable when you think about it. The guy would made a confession, made an uh, an apology t- to China in Mandarin, and was so afraid of the Chinese and the backlash, he wouldn't mention what he did to upset them. I mean, this is allegedly a, a, a tough guy. This is allegedly, you know, a, a big, strong, manly, macho guy. And we've never seen anyone grovel like this. We've never seen anyone so obsequious to a, oh, a genocidal uh, communist regime. I'm telling you, he will never recover from this. No, I'm trying, to think of a, I'm, I'm trying to think of a movie, like a real life. Like he is a sissy. I know he's like a larger than life personality, but you know that character where the guy's really jacked up, but he's a real dork. He's kind of, he's the stupid guy. You know what I mean? No, like, it's, it's kind of like his character in, uh, in Trainwreck. 
True. Yep. Amy Schumer, which I thought he was excellent. I, I laughed out loud. He was funny in the movie theater. He was dorky. And you didn't. You thought he was terrible. But yeah. Well, I just think he's a terrible actor. You got. You got. General. You got a high. You see him? Did you see him with in Blockers? Did you see Blockers? I did not see Blockers. Uh, that was a rough one. Yeah, he's not good. Uh, it's just another comedy. He was in the Marine. He was decent in that Marine movie. I, I saw the Marine. That, I yeah. like those kind of yeah. movies. They you know killed his family or whatever they did, and he had to go kill them and blow it up and you know that kind of thing. Kick ass. It was good mindless entertainment, but that's a macho manly guy. You can't. You know, you, you don't look at him that way anymore. You just don't. And it's amazing to me that uh, a guy who's got money and is, is Will Kane, my friend Will Kane said, what's the point of having F you money if you can't tell, you know, communist China to F off? I mean, he's got money. He doesn't need. What if he didn't do this? That would have been uh, on. It wouldn't have been seen on every you know screen in China. Uh, they said it, it, perhaps a billion dollars at the box office in China. Well, if he said no, I guess a, a studio executive could ap apologize. They could apologize in other ways. They could reach out, but he would still have his reputation. Yeah, we still have some credibility. That's all gone. Well, that's what I, I was thinking. Bigger ramifications than just the movie. I was thinking the studio gets screwed on this long term, not in the short term. But the reality is the studio would definitely fall on their sword. Right. And that's normal. Right. In business. So that's a normal move. Yeah, they would do he, that. He would go on. Yeah. I mean, they've literally edited movies. They changed yep. the bad guy in the in the Red Dawn remake, and talk about a movie that was so perfect you shouldn't mess with it by having a, a sequel. Red Dawn, the original, was was great. It was a A plus movie, and <clears throat> to remake remake it, they remade it with China as the bad guy. In the original, it's the Soviet Union, and I believe before they actually released it, they changed it to North Korea <laughs> because they were afraid of offending you know their 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 masters in Beijing. And if, again, if it were a, like a democracy, it was just a big country with a lot of money to spend on entertainment, but it was a democracy and they weren't putting people in concentration camps, it would be embarrassing. But this is just insane that you would go to this length to placate a genocidal communist country and you would do it in Mandarin. I mean, did they require that? I guess it's pretty impressive that he can read Mandarin and read the teleprompter. But if he said no, if he just said, I'll release a statement, that that's not good enough. I mean, he had he should, to he, just, he should have just said no. And he can go back to wrestling where they like to travel and make deals with Saudi Arabia. And they don't apologize <laughs> for it, for Christ's sake. So, hey, just go. It's true. Go, I mean, again, I said this yesterday. If he had a ball gang in his mouth, it wouldn't have been more embarrassing. <laughs> this is as humiliating as it could get. But I got to be careful because uh, guess who followed me on Twitter yesterday, Colony? Oh, no. Who's this? Oh, no. <laughs> John, well, John Cena pops up and says, John Cena's following you. And I'm like, oh, man, he's coming no, after wait, you. The, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The real John Cena followed you? Yeah, the real I, I, John Cena. He's got 13 million followers. Holy shit. That's a big follow. Look at you. Uh, I thought you were yeah. going to say like John Cena Sr. or something like that. I didn't think. Uh, I know. He's got a, I think he's got a bunch of brothers in uh, – in the area because he's from West Newbury and went to Springfield College. Oh, uh, wow. But, um, uh, Jerry versus John Cena, WrestleMania 35. Here we go. Jerry, uh, it says follows you. He's got, he follows uh, not that many people, only 267,000. <laughs> How does that work? When someone follows 267,000 people on Twitter, how do you keep up? I mean, how do you even know who most of the people are? I mean, yeah, I generally, I know, I know yeah. when I'm following someone 
who they are, and I know there's a reason I followed them. Well, and, it could be sir. It could be like marketing services too. Sometimes they follow people and then they unfollow them to gain followers. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you, if you, if John Cena followed you yesterday, your impulse is probably to follow him back. And so there's marketing services that you know do that on speed for celebrities. You know, and he's got uh, um, his his little bio says uh, a form you can't, of thoughts you can't and see perspectives me. designed to ignite conversations and actions leading to growth and occasional self promotion. Rise above hate, uh, and he does not tweet about uh, you know the Uyghur Muslims being put in concentration camps and and. Uh, I said yesterday he's. I said yesterday he's lined up to survive this because he's he's a motivational guy, right? Like everything he tweets out is about like, hey, stay strong through adversity. Like he'll literally tweet something like that twelve times a day, you know, on all the platforms. So he's this like motivational guy that I think. You know, if anybody is prepared to uh, deal with the backlash of something like this, it, you know, practice what you preach, I guess. He should be prepared for it. I think he should be a uh, a bad guy in wrestling now. Be like a communist uh, sympathizer. Come out with the Chinese flag. That's not, they still do that kind of stuff? Uh, they, I don't know. I haven't what's watched a long time. A, but yeah. what's the wrestler who was a, a supposedly a Iranian and supported the Iranian regime? The Iron Sheik? Yeah, the Iron Sheik. Yes. Uh, you know, just be like that. He could be like, yes. you know, com- Cena the commie and, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, and, 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 I mean, it would fit. I mean, he, uh, again, nobody, nobody has groveled like this in, in the history of Hollywood or entertainment. Nobody has groveled. Uh, obviously, what LeBron did was, was pathetic and embarrassing, attacking uh, the, the Rockets general manager for supporting the freedom fighters in Hong Kong. That was despicable, but you know, and, and again, LeBron criticizes this country while praising that country, the one that did, you know, provided him with everything, all the riches beyond his wildest dreams, that country, you know, we're, you know, racist, we're oppressive, but the Chinese who actually put uh, ethnic minorities in concentration camps, uh, LeBron's cool with them. You know, you just have to be educated. They just have a different way of doing things. He's despicable. He is a, he's, he's an a-hole. And I know Cena's allegedly a really nice guy, but man, what a mistake that was. I don't care. I don't care what, how much money was at stake. His reputation, he just lit, took a match and lit it on fire because he will never recover from that. And well, I, I, I know I said I to you though, changing my tune, <clears throat> you know, I could DM him now. Yes, yes. Yeah. And can you, as my going away gift, can you ask him if I can get backstage passes to the next WWE event uh, at the Garden? That'd be a nice thing. Yeah, when do. is the next WWE event? Uh, I think they announced it. I think it's uh, it's a few months away. I believe they just announced that they're coming back to touring for the first Great. time. Obviously, so a year and a half. And, yeah. and, and they can bang the place out. The place will be full. With yep. unva- unvaccinated people, I'm sure wrestling fans, they're all like Turtle Boy. They don't care. And they'll all be roaming my neighborhood. That's how you know the city will be back when those 20,000 wrestling fans roam in the streets and, and, and you know, throwing up on each other. But, you know, I'll DM them. I'll say, hey, can you hook my man calling up with backstage? Well, imagine going backstage. Do you get to actually watch them, you know, shoot up the steroids and uh, <laughs> in, in their in their tight underwear, basically? Yeah, yeah it seems yeah. it'd be an experience. Yeah, I've never been. So it'd be a once in a lifetime experience. I appreciate you reaching out. I've been not lately, but I've been and it's and it's and it's scary. It is scary. It is frightening. 
Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes, designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800 696 S-H-E-A, or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. What's better than courtside seats? Free sports on Pluto TV. Hey, sports fans, get all your sports free on Pluto TV. Pluto TV is your home for sports. Watch 24-7 channels of MLB, MLS, MMA, sports news and analysis, plus documentaries, TV shows, and movies, all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. Anyway, let's uh, let's talk about a real sport, a real sport, not not a fake sport, a real sport coming up on July 6th. And I predicted on Twitter that this will beat the NBA finals in the ratings. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure of that because I don't know who's going to be in the finals. You know, if it's, uh, you know, LeBron against uh, the Sixers or uh, uh, against uh, the Nets with lots of lots of big names that that might get a little bump, but uh, Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson versus Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau. Now, when they announced this, I had a couple of thoughts going in. One was Tom Brady's got balls, not, you know, like balls, like he's, you know, fighting you know, in a war or something, but he, he, he kind of embarrassed himself last year. Don't you think when he was with Phil and they lost to Tiger and, and, and uh, Peyton Manning? Yes, he didn't play too well. It didn't. He, now he, he had a couple good shots, but he didn't play. He too had well. one great shot when he holed out from the fairway, and he told Barkley to suck it because Barkley was riding him. But when he started off the first few holes, he looked like you or me. I mean, he was. I think he's like a eight or ten handicap on a good day. He looked like a thirty handicap. I mean, he was hitting it sideways. He was. He was killing Mickelson. Mickelson had no shot in this. Because Peyton was much better. I mean, Phil and Tiger was probably a wash, but Peyton was much better than Tom Brady. And a guy like Brady doesn't need to do this. He doesn't have to go out there and embarrass himself. And I thought it was, if I were, if I were Brady, I'd say I'm not doing that again. <laughs> that was that was embarrassing. That was painful. And he can't wait to jump back in. And not only is he jumping back in, and and by the way. Bryson and Rogers are favorites. I saw the odds. They're they're minus one forty, and Brady and Mickelson are plus one forty. I, I think is the number I saw, which makes sense because Bryson's going to hit it so far, and, and that's going to help an alternate shot. And I don't even know how good Rogers is, but he's obviously younger and more athletic than Tom Brady. And Brady immediately was trash talking more than he ever has on on the football field or before a football game. And I'm thinking, man, you're the guy who's probably the the weak link on your team, and you might, you know, not you might embarrass yourself on TV again. And again, I give him credit; he doesn't, he's not playing scared. He immediately 
starts. Uh, let me get some of the uh, the tweets uh, from. Uh, yeah, as everyone wrote, this is from uh, Golf Digest. Brady absolutely body bags Deschambeau and Rogers ahead of the golf match, and he starts taunting Rogers because the Packers remember went kicked the field goal, you know, ten yard line at the end of the playoff game, um, which was embarrassing. But it wasn't Rogers' call, and he starts taunting Rogers about kicking the field goal, and he's using that meme of of uh, Deshaun Watson behind Brooks Kepka that was yep. going yep. going viral. Yep. He writes, two old guys against the young bucks, Mickelson and Deshaun Better get used to laying up because we know Rogers isn't going to go for it." That's in a tweet. <laughs> Right That's after it was one. announced. And then Deschambeau yeah. tweets back and, about something like um, something about deflating. You're going to be, we're going to beat you so bad. You're going to be deflated as the footballs you used, you know, in a kind of an old tired line, but it was at least it was a little spunk from There's Deschambeau. no shot. There's, I mean, I don't know him. You talk to him. I, and I do think he's got a little edge to him, but that's a little too creative. I, that, that had to be sent to him in a text right. by somebody, and and then he copied it and tweeted it out. There's no way he can. That was that's a really good chirp at Aaron Rodgers. That's uh, a great. How about how about this chirp from Brooks Kepka, who was not part of this match? He all he treats was sorry, bro. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, he he hates Deschambeau so much. He literally tweets sorry, bro, to Rodgers, who has to play with Deschambeau, and I'm not sure. What I mean, if you're Rogers, you're like I get to play with the longest hitter on tour, I get to play with one of the biggest stars on tour. Um, he might be, you know, a weirdo, and 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 Kepka doesn't like him because he's self-absorbed, like most tour players, and he's a little slow. But uh, you know, Rogers probably is not disappointed that this is his partner. I wouldn't guess. I wouldn't think. But whatever, he tweets does, out. Uh, does Mahomes play golf? Does Mahomes play? Uh, He's got a point, right? I, yeah, well, you know, who's great is uh, Seth uh, Steph Curry. I thought Steph Curry might be involved in the next match. Aaron Rodgers is such a bore. I don't know. Like every meet, he's he's all over the place now. Like he's on obviously McAfee every week, and he does. He did ESPN for the last show with Kenny Mayne the other night. Right. I feel like he talks everywhere now, and he's just such a boring guy. And like he's, that, it, he's playing guitar and singing songs, you know, with his long hair in Hawaii while his teammates are all. In, in Green Bay for OTAs. And, you know, he's, I think he's enjoying the attention. I think he's going to force a trade, unfortunately, for Green Bay. And this is not exactly make him look like he's, you know, locked in, <laughs> going to play in this match. We'll see how he does. But we mentioned this last year, like people that we'd like to see in the next big match. And I would say Steph Curry was one because he's a really good player. I guess he's not great dynamic, you know, dynamic personality either. Um, Michael Jordan doesn't Michael Jordan have to be involved in one of these? He's a degenerate gambler, he's a trash talker, and he, he plays golf like thirty six holes a day. Um, Charles Barkley, just so we could laugh at his swing, which I believe is getting better, but still, he was you know involved in the uh, whatever match he was involved in. But he's always good for entertainment purposes. Um, um, LeBron, I don't think LeBron plays, but so what? You could use his, you know, star power, get him out there and try and watch him embarrass himself. That'd be fun. 
But yeah, this will be it's a, it, listen. It was a great produced event last time. There was nothing to complain about with that event. You know, minus some of the golf that you watched, but the actual production of it and talking back to the studio with the golfers live. Uh, so I don't know and if anybody can. Uh, I don't. Know, I guess redeem themselves. I'm assuming he hasn't. Uh, Brady hasn't played a lot of golf with a million cameras around him like that. Like that had no. To be. And, and this time there's going to be fans. You know, this time yeah. and and this time's going to be you know whatever. I'd say, uh, what, six, seven million people, eight million people watching. Again, I know he, he's not going to get hit in the head and his, his knee's not going to get buckled, but there's a chance he's going to embarrass himself. And he doesn't do that on TV in front of the world. He does just the opposite. When we watch him in a sporting event on TV, he generally you know, <laughs> comes through in, in, in a big way in the clutch. And this is a whole different deal. He didn't handle it well last time. He's willing to get back in and try it again. July 6th, from where is it from? Big Sky, Montana. That's another thing. He has that house there. That's where he used to, you know, would see him train with a, a couple of people. Edelman was out there. I think, yep. uh, I don't know, Welker was there. but uh, Amendola uh, went out there. Yep. Amendola was out there. And they go out there and they, you know, ride uh, mountain bikes and, you know, whatever. Uh, drink expensive wine. So maybe you know I was going to ask you, I, I can't remember. I, I was playing golf. I was at a golf uh, indoor simulator watching it while playing. And I can't remember, was it a little slow with only four players? I remember thinking yeah. it was great production value, but I wondered, I did wonder if they do it again, would they go get like another foursome and, and have well, two that's things the problem going on at with, once? With, yeah. With match play in general, it's the problem when you have those like Accenture match play and you get to Sunday, it's literally two guys. Yeah. And yep. they take they make it you know make a shot, a tee off or whatever, and you get a lot of dead time to fill, which is why they have Barkley there and they had all these people that were calling, calling in. in. Yep. It's there is a lot of dead time even with four and it and they have to fill it somehow, but you know, that's the, the deal. You don't have any consolation match to follow like they do in you know in in that one exenture or whatever it's called now in the in the pga events that are match play they have a a uh a consolation match to give just something to fill the time but they don't have that but this will be good i do i still think if, unless there's something really compelling about the nba finals the nba ratings suck and they're worse than last year which wasn't even a season so we'll see how many people check out the NBA Finals. I know on July 6th what I'll be watching. It'll be these guys. And uh, people will be rooting for Brady and Mickelson, I think, because they like Mickelson. And they, I don't know, they like, they don't necessarily root for Brady, but DeChambeau is kind of annoying. And Rogers is kind of, you know. That was like my dis my biggest disappointment from yesterday was that Kepka got in the mud with this little joke, and I thought there was real hate between the two. And it seems like after that kind of went viral, uh, actually it was this week, right? All that stuff went viral this week. Now he's like playing around. I don't know. I want real animosity in golf. I want like yeah, but uh, unfortunately Kepka's not there. So what can you do? He'll be tweeting, but that'll be about it. But no, but I just mean like he was playing around yesterday with the Shambo. So it makes me think that that little rivalry isn't as real. And authentic as it kind of came off the, earlier this week, but yeah, I don't they know, need it. They, they, yeah. somebody said that one little eye roll was the best thing to happen in golf since you Fantastic. know Tiger came back last time. The one little eye roll. These are two guys who are always in, not always, but often in contention. They're both in their prime. They're both in great shape. Big hitters. Eventually, they'll be going you know mano a mano, and that'll be good because the whole world knows they don't like each other. And uh, you pick a side, you pick a guy. I'm not sure who I'll pick between those two. Neither of them is uh, 
not a big fan of either as, as a guy. They're, they're fun to watch, though, but uh, we'll be watching July 6th. Does it have a name? What do they call it? They I just saw the promotion. Wasn't it last time it was like The Match or something called like that? The Match. That? Yeah. It says The yeah. Match returns uh, July 6th, and they got you know, these real dramatic photos of the four of them. We don't big know time and Big run. Sky. Big time big and sky Big Sky. At Moonlight Basin in Big Sky, Montana. Brady probably was like going to be in that house, his, his mountain house for the fourth anyway. So it works out good for Brady. But uh, all right, a couple other things we got to get to before we wrap this up. Uh, I don't know if it's live. I guess it is live. Live on the air on the five yesterday. One of my my shows that I, I watch and and I enjoy Greg Gutfeld and, and Jesse Waters and sometimes the other, and Katie, the lovely Katie Pavlich. It, it's a good show and it gets great numbers, especially the 5 p.m. slot. But uh, toward the end of the show, Juan Williams announces it's his last show. He's quitting immediately. And uh, immediately, you know, all the conservatives out there who, who love to hate him are, are, are cheering and thrilled. And I mean, I, I love to hate him. He's annoying. He's the defense. He hates Trump. He, and, but, but the, the dynamic of Gutfeld versus Juan Williams, I always felt like I was rooting for the, for the better team. I mean, Gutfeld would kill him in these loud you know, kind of uh, intense uh, debates. Gutfeld always got the better of him, which I enjoyed. And immediately he says, I'm gone. I'm not going to do a show anymore. And you're wondering who's going to fill in. There's got to be people, but I'm not sure there are. It's, they need an annoying liberal. Geralt, my first thought is Geraldo Rivera, who's done that show a lot, but he's 77 years old and he lives in uh, Cleveland. I'm not sure he's exactly uh, in his prime and ready. He to also, do- he's also a little too confident and like he's a little too alpha. Geraldo versus whereas Juan Williams has he's a little beta, right? He's he goes against the other side. He hates Trump, obviously, but I but at least he's like you can kind of pick on him. You feel like you're picking on him in a fun way. You know what I mean? Like I think that's a good vibe. And uh, I it it was very notable, but um, Dana Perino said all nice things about Juan. They put a little montage of his finest moments. Then Jesse Waters said, you know, it's great working with you. You We'll go to a Black Eyed Peas concert and then. like Dagan McDowell was there, said something about him. Gutfeld said nothing, nothing. Didn't say, oh, we're going to miss you. We love you. Nothing. Just sat there. So I think the uh, animosity between those two was real. And that's the hardest thing. How do you duplicate that? I think Donna Brazil is still on the payroll. I don't think she can handle a debate with Gutfeld and Waters. I mean, you got to be get, get outnumbered every day and handle yourself. They might have to, and, and you mentioned this earlier, is they want to have a like a tryout, a roundtable kind of thing? Yep. Who do they even have to try out? I mean, they don't have any good you know, big-name liberals on the payroll that they could throw in there. They might have to bring someone from outside. And unfortunately for them, uh, Fredo Cuomo did not get fired for doing perhaps the most unethical thing a, uh, a news anchor could do, a network news anchor, when Cuomo met with and strategized with – his brother, amid these various scandals that Andrew Cuomo was embroiled in, he met and strategized, and one of, uh, 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 reportedly, one of uh, Andrew, uh, one of Chris Cuomo, Fredo Cuomo's ideas was to attack the women as liars and publicity hounds, the women who, whom his brother had harassed and molested. Chris Cuomo wanted to brand them as liars, do the old Clinton thing, and and uh, and handle it that way, but. Uh, Jeff Zucker, 
the head of CNN already announced he wouldn't be suspended. He wouldn't be fired. That's a perfectly acceptable behavior for an anchor at, uh, at CNN. He will not be filling in, uh, taking over from Juan Williams. Joy Reid, she said a lot of things that could get her fired from MSNBC, but no, they don't mind. Al Sharpton, he's still gainfully employed. I'm not sure who they're going to get. Need a real loud, obnoxious, annoying liberal and uh, who's available. So we'll see. Um, I don't even know who they can have try out. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Maybe uh, they'll have to uh, steal someone from, I mean, like, you know, Brian Williams, is he available? He's he's still. Doesn't doesn't Brian Williams do well on MSNBC? Mike, Bar- get decent- Mike Barnacle. Bring oh, him there in. you go. Yep. Have an old guy like Juan Williams and just kick the crap out of him. I could enjoy that, but that, that could be we fun will to watch. see. Um, we will. Uh, we wish. We wish Juan Williams well. Uh, whatever he. I mean, he, all he had to do was show up for an hour, get his hit. He said know, he's not going anywhere, right? He's still going to slapped he's, around, he's, probably making a couple million bucks. It's the greatest gig in TV. But uh, yeah, I guarantee look, you, he's making the same money, and he's just going to stay, and he's going to go on all the different shows at different. Yeah, times. no one's going to watch yeah. or care. They only liked True. him because that show was kind of uh, you know entertaining. But uh, good luck to him. We'll see what happens. All right, uh, I will leave it there. I was going to get into the Ireland Inspector Trump thing, but we could do that another day. It's a little weird. It's a little uh, complicated. So. Uh, we will do that another day, uh, and uh, it doesn't really indict Trump or Bob Kraft, so wasn't really that much of a story. But hey, and before anyway. we go, con- uh, great career, uh, Adam Vinatieri calling it quits. Adam so, Vinatieri, Bill Belichick said the best kicker and the best kick ever. I love yep. when people write, "Is he a Hall of Famer?" Of course, he's a freaking Hall of Famer. Best kicker and best kick and and Super Bowl champ and. Everything else, the guy who played forever, of course he's a Hall of Famer. He's in in, in five years easily, of course. There's not even a doubt. But, uh, you know, congratulations to Adam Vinatieri, who broke the story on Pat Ma- on, with his old teammate, Pat McAfee. Uh, but clearly, best kicker, best clutch kicker, best clutch, one of the best clutch players. And because he ran down Herschel Walker, he's he, he qualifies as a football player, not a kicker, as his teammates all pointed out. All right, we'll leave it there. I got to go get vaccinated. Colin, there you go. Me. Good luck. Hey, you might be sick for a couple of days. What do you got? Pfizer? You getting Pfizer? I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I was I knocked on my ass. So, are you? Good luck. Yeah. I don't want to do that. But I'm a weakling. I'm a, I should be a bubble I boy. I think if, if I didn't have to lie to everybody to get into whatever, get into restaurants, I'm afraid I'll have to. It just seems easier to get the jab. Call me a sellout. In, uh, but uh, Karen, uh, Karen Callahan. I'm, That's what they're I'm, calling you in the chat. Unbelievable. I want to be practical. That's all. I want to be. Pra- I don't want to be this this last man on the island like uh, Turtle Boy, lying to people in front of my family, in front of my kids, lying, having a fake vaccine card. That's a terrible example. But uh, we'll see. I still got a couple of hours. I haven't right. I haven't quite decided yet. We shall see. But uh, happy birthday to uh, Riley Cullinane. What are you doing? You going to Chuck E. Cheese? Uh, I don't know. We have a party this weekend planned. She had the balloons this morning, the gifts. So we'll see. Uh, no, uh, no, still no ball pits. I believe you can't do ball pits at Chuck E. No, Cheese. Not no. yet. Weren't Not ball yet. pits like always, what, like that was something he always announced. Like for some That's, reason, it was always like, in writing. It was in everything I'd read, like a ball pit was included. Nobody's that, thinking. That was always the last phase. The last phase was ball pits and water parks. And I'm like, what does that really matter? It'd be in the middle of winter. No water parks until uh, whatever. But that's coming up too. Everything's coming up soon as uh, as everything opens up, including uh, Boston, the Boston Garden for the Bruins and Celtics. Won't really matter to the Celtics, but uh 
Uh, be kind to Kyrie tomorrow night, Celtics fans. Be kind. Don't hurt his feelings. We, we got a reputation at stake. We don't want, you know, ESPN. We don't want uh, you know, Max Kellerman to get mad at us. So be kind to Kyrie, who's lying about you. And uh, for whatever reason, the teams refuse to support their own fans. But it's an old story just playing out once again. And it's uh, it's going to happen tomorrow night at the Garden. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think uh, your team is going to give you a lot to cheer for. But we'll see. All right. We will leave it there. Thanks to Turtle Boy. And thanks to um, everybody for listening and watching on YouTube. You can uh, leave a comment on Apple podcast. You can rate and review. Give us a five-star review. If you'd like, that always helps. Actually, can I do a little public service announcement too? Because we, we do tell people we're getting a lot of messages. Apple has caused some problems over the last few weeks. So the solution to the problem, and by the way, if you are a listener, this helps us as well. If you want to do it just generally unsubscribe and resubscribe. It's very quick. It's very easy. Unsubscribe, resubscribe. It fixes all the problems. Yes. And tell your friends to resubscribe if they haven't yes. already tell them to subscribe it's important thanks to uh, thanks to everybody i'm jerry callahan this is the callahan podcast and we will talk to you again soon why am i stopping no one else stops i don't i can i go home the jerry callahan podcast good morning good afternoon and good night and welcome to T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. The most fun you'll ever listen to while you're folding your clothes. Now let's get this straight. This is not your average podcast. T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio is super fun, super crazy. It's pretty much an in-your-face conversation. That's the good thing about us. We don't do interviews. We do conversations. All of my guests, all of my co-hosts, we chill. We drink. We play games. We have the song of the week. We have the creative curse word of the week. As long as you're having fun as our guest. Speaking of guests, each week I'm going to go through my whole contact list and dive head first into the world of music, gaming, exotic cars, tech, strippers probably, doctors probably, probably strippers that are only stripping so they can pay for tuition to become a doctor. You never know. My wife is a certified bartender. She'll make you a drink while you're here. We'll get you drunk and make you play VR after. It's a lot going on, but that's what it's all about over here at T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. See you soon, baby! New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or re-hung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply.